Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Awakening Artist Podcast, where creative minds can come together and discuss a variety of topics relating to higher creativity, spirituality and healing, and entrepreneurship for artists. My name is Dana Wilcher. I am a visionary artist and creative guide, and this podcast is a space for you to find artistic inspiration, get to know yourself and heal on a deeper level, and to laugh, cry, and get creative. Join me every week for new episodes. Let's dive in. Hey, family, welcome back. We've got a really deep and inspiring episode today that is titled Lessons I Learned from Losing Everything. And so this is very much a story for you guys of a time in my life where a lot of shit happened. I was stripped away from... uh, a lot of physical, emotional, and energetic um, comforts and things that I once knew and what I learned from that process. So let's dive in. So if you guys haven't listened to my first podcast episode called um, How I Became a, a Spiritual Artist, that is a really great one to listen to first as I kind of detail like just a little recap of my life and my journey to help you guys get to know me a little better. But the, the topic I'm going to focus on more so today is about the time in my life when everything fell apart and I, it felt like I lost everything. And now that it's been about eight years since that time, I can really look back and see a lot of the, the beautiful lessons of what I learned from that time. So let's rewind to... Dana at uh, 18 years old. I was in school up in um, Southern California, or no, sorry, Northern California. Um, and uh, I was I was very much like pushing my psyche, like trying to awaken, trying all kinds of things to wake up, but I wasn't quite, uh, I was pushing myself, you know, I was kind of getting into some, uh, a lot of partying and drug explorations and all of these things and in a way sort of self-destructing because I knew that I was pushing my psyche to wake up. And then a year later in 2015, my whole life changed. My whole life fell apart. And the instigation to this process was, I mean, it was definitely like I was a uh, uh, I was always a very aware, sensitive, kind of awake kid in a lot of ways, Um, and I had a lot of trauma, and I just knew I really wanted to crack it open and start working through my stuff so that I could be happy. So in different ways, I was already pushing myself to that point, but then what kind of tipped the iceberg over the edge for me was the fire that took my home and all of my art and my pets and... 95% of my belongings back in 2015. And so, you know, when I was thinking about the title of this episode, which is Lessons I Learned from Losing Everything, you know, in a way I was fortunate. I didn't lose everything. Like my family was okay. Um, You know, other than our pets, like my, my mom and my sister, neither of them had been harmed. Neither of them were there that that specific night. Uh, My sister was also away at school. My mom randomly, like the universe just wanted it to be this way. Like we weren't able to evacuate a single thing because my mom was out of town and she 
during the time of the fire while it was raging and happening because it basically just lit up took flight and destroyed 40 homes in the neighborhood almost overnight she was on a drive up to um i think reno or something and she was in like a canyon town like topaz is what it was called i think there was a gnarly sandstorm and she had to pull over and um she didn't have service (laughs) and so no one could get a hold of her and it was really scary for a minute because no one we we couldn't get a hold of her and we didn't know where she was and so i i remember like that being a really scary part of the process when i was having friends and neighbors and people calling me and, and getting me in the loop of what was happening that that we couldn't find my mom um so so that night you know our house it was basically in the eye of the fire and it was absolutely destroyed and when I found out about that you know it it was extremely surreal for me it was really surreal because that was the home that I had grown up in that was the home that my grandfather had built Um, you know, it was a property he had probably purchased for maybe like 10, 20 grand, (laughs) um, back in the 1920s. And it had been in our family for generations and it was my safe place. It was, it was everything to me. Like I'm a cancer y'all. So I'm very homey and that land raised me that, that home, that space raised me. Um, I grew up, you know, talking to the trees and getting lost in the mountains and just sitting by the fire and just, I thought of the the log cabin as my friend and the trees were my friends and the animals were my friends. And so it wasn't just kind of like another house on the block, you know, it was a really special place to grow up. For those of y'all that don't know, um, I grew up without electricity at my house at that cabin until I was 10 years old, very limited with technology Um, so very much a different connection to the land. And so when we lost the house, we lost my, you know, my, my precious beloved cat, baby was her name. This cat was like a soul mom to me. And she was my love and my comfort and my protector for my whole childhood. Um, and I'm not trying to share all this to make you guys really sad, okay, or feel sorry for me, because I want to share about some of the really powerful lessons that came from that experience. Um, and so just to give a little bit wider of a frame, when the fire happened and we lost almost everything, um, and I say almost everything because, you know, I had some little things that I brought up to college with me. I had things that I brought into my dorm, um, really really weird in a psychic trippy way um a few months before the fire happened over christmas i believe it was i went back home i didn't know why but i felt called to say goodbye to the house and to the land i didn't know why and then i got a couple of my favorite paintings and i i took my box of like childhood memory stuff really special things to me i took that to college with me i didn't know why i was doing it but now looking back i do So I did have some really special things that I was able to save. Um, But, you know, we we lost pretty much everything. And it was really surreal because when I went back home, you know, I I left school, took a leave, and I went right home. I was able to get home, like, within a day. And we were staying down at this um, 
down in like a Airbnb down in our town, our community, while everyone was, you know, figuring out what to do. And there was like this drive happening at one of the churches for the families who were affected by the fire, for people who lost everything. Um, and because it was still kind of cold, it was like early spring and in that part of the country um, near Mammoth Lakes, it gets really cold there. Um, and so uh, it was a really surreal moment for me. Like my mom was like, hey, you know, why don't you go go there and like get some warm stuff? Because I, I like didn't have like my all my coats and my boots and all these things I had back home. Um, and just like, you know, I didn't have like my, my, um, luggage stuff, like weird little things you wouldn't really think of that like you keep back at your parents' place or whatever, when you go to school, like all of that was gone. And so when I came back, my mom was like, Hey, why don't you go and you can get us some, um, like some kitchen stuff that we need some, like you can get some more shoes and backpacks and things like that. And I was like, weird. Okay. So I went and I was walking around and I was just picking out some things that we needed. Um, and it was surreal. Like you see pictures and videos of people going to like wild, um, wildfire or disaster relief centers and getting things they need. And then I never thought I would be in that position where that was me getting things, you know, so my mom could cook us food and so we could like be warm in these things. And so it was really, really, really strange. Um, and, you know, that was a really great relief and a really great help at that time because, you know, my mom was a single parent and she didn't have a lot of money. Um, and so, you know, if we, we needed to, we could have replenished the basics and everything. But the fact that the community came together to help us with that was really moving to see. And so, like, my mom, you know, she didn't have to stress herself out Um trying to just re reestablish the basics the community was able to do that and help us with that and so then I went back up to school well actually first we we waited until it was safe and they cleared out some things and then we went up to the property and you guys it was I told you it was in the eye of the storm I wasn't exaggerating like the cars were melted it, w- it got so hot. It was an inferno. Like it was just, it looked like honestly like a war zone that happened up there. And the only thing left of our house was this big rock fireplace that we had and some big um, like stones that were in the entryway and everything else, it was absolutely destroyed. And I remember like, I think that's when something started to kind of break in me. I was just walking through what used to be like this beloved safe place, this home, and it was just gone. And my brain, like, I can't really explain it of like, since you were born, you have this place, this structure that it's been the same walls you've always known. And then once that's gone and you go back to the same place, it almost feels like a dream. And so we, uh, we went back up there just to we just needed to see what was there, you know, and I was grieving the loss of my kitty and our pets and, and everything. And so then after that, I went back up to school to finish out the semester because that was like early spring and I had till the summer. 
that's when I really started to fall apart, you guys. That's when like, um, I look back and I see it now that, and I've shared with you guys that um, a lot of trauma and abuse, physical, sexual, and emotional abuse happened to me up at that property, which I love and I don't blame the property, the house, the environment for that. You know, that was my father who had abused me um, and, and, and other things that had happened up there. But I see now looking back that there was all of this energy that was like it was stored in in the house, in the art shop, in this RV on our property. Um, There's all this energy like locked up, tied up in there. And also a friend of mine pointed out the other day that there's all this energy in the artwork that I used to create where I'd pour all of the, the, the processing, the trauma, the abuse into this artwork and then phew, the fire released it all. And so when I went back to school, um, that's when I really lost everything because that's when I lost my grip on reality. I, I lost my sanity. Like I, um, I started, uh, I wasn't okay. Like all of this stuff was coming back to me. It, it triggered a massive awakening for me spiritually, emotionally, physically, like everything was coming online. I was remembering all of this really gnarly trauma and abuse that I'd been through that I had suppressed for almost 18 years. And, and then I felt so ungrounded because I no longer had a home I could go back to. And then my mom was drinking really heavily at that time. My sister was just in her own world. Um, with luckily she had a lot of good really good support my sister's a very grounded woman she had her um her husband there with her uh who who was just her her partner at that time <laughs> my brother-in-law love him um but uh I, I started to really fall apart you guys and I just it was all so much and I was waking up in so many ways and the trauma was coming back and I felt so ungrounded and I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping, I was smoking too much cannabis. I started losing my mind. And this all eventually resulted in that summer in my dark night of the soul time when um, some things happened between me and my mom and then I went back home and I was I had to be hospitalized, I had to be sedated because I was going into psychosis and absolutely freaking out. Um, remembering rape trauma and and so then I luckily you know I had some family who who was able to take me in my grandma and one of my aunts um, and at least give me like a roof over my head during that time Um, but during that time I was really saying goodbye to like the the past and the life that I'd known and my mom wasn't able to she had her own stuff going on, like inside herself with all of that happening, which I, I can respect now looking back. She went up to our other property up in Alaska and she isolated herself up there, um, which then it turned into a beautiful life she created for herself. But she just needed to go and do her and be alone. And, you know, and that was hard for me. Like, I felt like I lost my home. I lost my pets. I lost all of my art. Um, I lost all my belongings. And then I felt like I lost my mom. And then I felt like I lost my mind and my dad, because then I started remembering everything, all of the trauma and the things he had done to me, I wasn't aware of before. 
And then at the same time too, um, my all of my old friends and people in my life, they couldn't understand what I was going through. I couldn't really understand what I was going through and it was too much for them. And so I lost most of my friends and I felt hollow. I felt empty. I felt depressed. I was having, I was medicated. I was having panic attacks and anxiety attacks every single day, every 30 minutes. Um, I couldn't look people in the eyes. I couldn't talk to anyone. I couldn't function. Like there was a time where I felt like, um, kind of like a mental patient, like living with my grandma and all I could do was take my medications and do puzzles with her because like everything that had happened had just broke me. And so the lessons, you know, from that time um, was that I had to choose to live. I had to choose to heal. It was, it, it wasn't a... Uh, it, it was a make it or break it moment in my life. It was life or death, really. Um, and I had contemplated ending my life and and almost attempted to a couple of times. Um, and ultimately, though, I chose to live. And I chose if I can make it through this, if I can survive this and I can rebuild from this, then nothing is going to break me. Like if I can come back from losing everything and including my mind and my family and my home and everything then nothing can shake me truly and so I devoted myself to my healing and I chose to live and just put you know one day at a time one foot in front of the other was able to go into therapy was able to very pretty quickly within like six months I did not like being on medications I got to get off medications and I started getting into holistic healing um and I was, you know, I was able to then have a job again and show up in my life, start doing more of my art again and just heal, which eventually led me to the rest of my journey going up to um, Oregon, which is where I really started to ground into myself again. Then I went to art school, which is where my art came really online in a new way. Um, left that school, went to SoCal, left the school there, moved to Sedona. And y'all know the rest from there. And if you don't, you can listen to how I became a spiritual artist to hear the rest of that story. Because now I just want to take a moment to reflect on the lessons of that time. And it's that when I was in a position where it felt like I lost everything, um, it really, really pushed me to reconstruct and re-identify with my my comforts the things that I'm attached to you know reframing that reframing like if the the house is no longer here how do I create home within myself how can I make wherever I go how can I turn that into my home how do I take the memories that I have of my childhood home and bring that love into my heart in every moment walking around in that that natural disaster relief center gave me so much empathy and gratitude for the the position that I was in of being so fortunate that my family was okay and that I had a strong community um, to show up and to give support because so many people around the world with natural disasters don't have that luxury 
So it gave me an appreciation of material objects. Like when you lose 95% of your physical possessions, it, it, it does something to you. Like it makes you see what really matters. And what really matters is the heart and the family and making home within yourself. And, and now everywhere I go, I create a home. Like I, my apartment now that I have is a home. When I travel places, I create a home out of it. And it's because I've learned to anchor in that, that vibration of, of my home gets to be wherever I am. And, you know, when all of that fell apart and all I wanted to do was go up to my home and see my mom and none of that was accessible to me anymore. And I was an 18 year old kid and I felt lost and scared it really pushed me to to choose my own path to choose my healing that like i can't go home and and be in my comfort and have the house that i love and my mom taking care of me anymore like i've i've got to step up for myself and if i don't i'm not going to be able to survive and so it really taught me like self-reliance and independence and to choose myself, to choose that I wanted to live and to reparent myself, like all those nights lying awake and in that depression and that anxiety and wanting someone to take care of me. And, and, you know, luckily I had some family who could at least house me, but they, again, they didn't know what I was going through. They, 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 they tried and they did an amazing job, but they, you know, um, it, the only one who could really comfort me was me. All I really wanted was my mom, but she wasn't there. And she, and I don't hold that against her now. Like I've, for a while I did for sure, but I've really learned to forgive and to see like she lost her home too. She lost her pets, like in ways she lost her mind from that happening. And and I, I, I have a lot of compassion for her now. And I think she's very strong and very beautiful. And so reparenting myself and um, really like just choosing my own path. Like it, I think going through all of that gave me this level of fearlessness which often often for me dances on the line of foolishness <laughs> with like the risks I'm willing to take of like um like you know once I healed enough from everything happening like I you know I used to kind of joke around and be like well what's the worst that can happen you know at least my house didn't burn down then I'd be like aha JK that happened <laughs> like like it, it kind of felt like all in a short amount of time it was like the universe really gave me like the deepest test in my life of like all right this is like if you can survive this and you can come up from this then the whole world is going to open up to you but you got to be brave and you got to be patient so two more things i learned from that time patience and bravery and just a really deep compassion for people compassion for people who have lost their pets you know they are members of our family who've lost their homes who've lost their minds and, and, you know, what starts as our deepest traumas, if we can heal it, the, the deepest gold is waiting inside that. Because now I can call on those experiences to help other people. 
like now that I have faced my deepest darkness and I continue to with humility um, as there are continually more layers to unfold um, but I made it through that time when it was really hairy for me for a while if I was going to or not um, and I was able to really come back from that and like go through so many different ceremonies and therapy and healings that like the deepest darkest things I've ever been through no longer shake me like I I appreciate them and they hold a space in my being of high respect and reverence and so now I can relate deeply with people you know in ceremonies and things when we have people who are healing like PTSD and natural disaster and rape trauma and all these gnarly things like I can go and meet them in that space and help them through that and that I would go through everything I've ever gone through all over again just to be able to have that kind of compassion and empathy that I have now. Ooh, what a deep episode, you guys. I'm, I'm like surprised I made it through that without crying, honestly. Um, and it's, it's really beautiful to just get to share more of my story and to like be seen and received by you guys. And, um, and I hope this story inspired you. You know, I don't know what y'all have gone through out there. Um, but hopefully this can help inspire you to look at things maybe with a little different perspective to look back and see like what kind of things like how things really shaped you and what your superpowers and your gifts are now from those things happening and maybe what the higher reasons for those things are that have happened and if you're you're still you know if you're deep in it and you've just had something really gnarly happen in your life like I just want to say keep going you know choose to live like you're gonna be okay you're gonna make it through as long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other so thank you guys so much for tuning in today I am just getting some things prepped up and ready I'm going to Costa Rica uh just in uh few days here we're doing a ceremony out there um we do them a few times a year or a couple times a year um really big beautiful prayers we usually have like um 35 to 37 people so i get to go and hold space out there so i'll be gone for about 10 days um really looking forward to that adventure and yeah just thanks for being here you guys and um would love to if you feel called to share um you can you know how this episode impacted you or if you have things you want to ask or say you can send me an email at danawilcher12 at gmail.com or of course on instagram at danawilcher and i appreciate you guys i'll see you in the next episode Thank you so much for joining me today on the Awakening Artist Podcast. I hope you got so much value from this episode. And if you enjoyed listening today and would like to hear more, be sure to subscribe for weekly episode releases. You can find me on Instagram at Dana Wilcher for more inspiration, art, and tips. And if you would like to ask me a question directly or join my inner circle where I share more wisdom, stories, and tips, shoot me an email at danawilcher12 at gmail.com. Love and blessings. I will see you all soon.